1: Welcome back once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm Rooster. Are you Crow? Yeah. Hello.
0: (laughs) How you doing, Crow? Good. What's new? Got a new, uh, bunker. Everything's new. Everything's new. (laughs) We are recording out of the brand new, uh, Crow bunker. Yep. So, uh, it might be a little echoey because we're not quite settled in yet. It's that, that empty room feel. Yeah. (laughs) So... But it's a big empty room. Big empty room. And
1: it's your big empty room. And it's
0: not right in the city, but it's still not far enough out of the city. <laughs> you know how that goes. It's the it's the phase one bunker. Phase one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: why don't you uh, recap what happened recently for you?
0: For me? Yeah. Well, I just bought a bunker. Okay. And right now I'm drinking a Greenbelt Premium American Lager, and I figure I better drink it before it it's something we're supposed to boycott <laughs> because every damn company now, regardless of how bad it is for the other companies are doing the woke bullshit and, uh, and one after another, or they double down or triple down, you know, you heard up uh, Bud Light's doubling down on their woke bullshit.
1: Yeah. So let's start back up. I was talking to my mom and dad. They were back in town for a little bit. And, uh, my mom goes, what is this Dylan Mulvaney stuff? And I said, you know, Dylan Mulvaney is a cross between um, Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's and an eight-year-old girl. And I said, it's his videos are, yes, I said him, Uh, his videos are disturbing. And, uh, but I said, he's a trans influencer who Bud Light, to be fair to Bud Light, did not necessarily do a paid promotion with as much as they sent him some what, what do you call them? Like
0: It was a promotional can with his yeah. image on it, so it wasn't meant to go into production. It was just like right. a, and a they, one-off. They weren't necessarily officially paying him. But they but he was part of their influencer program. Which,
1: yeah, it was fully their intention that he would go on and talk about how yeah. awesome Bud Light was. And then Kid Rock shot up a bunch of cases of Bud Light with a, a fully automatic weapon, and and we were off to the races. And Bud Light has lost something. Last I heard, the number was... In excess of $20 billion in sales yeah. is now Anheuser-Busch is now no longer the, well, maybe Bud Light was the number one selling beer, but um, but I think it was Anheuser-Busch was the number one uh, beer company in the United States.
0: Now it's Modelo.
1: Yeah, Modelo. not
0: weird? I, I would not think that would be the, the one to step up and be the, be the, you know, this Greenbelt Premium, it's American lager. That's the stuff you should be drinking for now.
1: I think until, it's made here in
0: Minnesota. Until, until yeah, Greenbelt. Until they go, until they go woke, I'm going to drink those. So then,
1: uh, not to be outdone, Target decided to, um, and again, I get frustrated with my friends on the right who, uh, who get the facts wrong in this. Target did not start selling LGBTQ products. They had that already. They had been. What they started doing, and they even, as far back as I think two years ago, didn't even put their toys in different toy aisles anymore. It wasn't boys toys and girls toys, it was just all the toys together. Um which okay, so what? Uh but now apparently they made they have a line of tuck-friendly women's swimsuits for men that you can put your junk in so you can wear a women's swimsuit and they had some very and esque kind of models and they're circular but they made those available for children too
0: yeah and that's where and people initially sort of the, said
1: that's the, that's it
0: the apologists were saying no that's that wasn't for children that was just adults and it's like no the receipts came it's for kids they also had uh, a bunch of gay pride stuff for kids like they had these little bracelets that were for children they were trying to the people that were saying no and they're downplaying it and saying no this isn't what really happened you they're lying no they're not lying it's true it's targeting children. And when you walk in, the thing about Target is these displays are right when you walk in. Prom- prominent. Right. As soon as you walk in the doors. And after the backlash, they moved them to the back of the store, which pissed off all the uh, the uh, degenerate community. what I call them. <laughs> the alphabet community? Yeah. And uh, I shouldn't say degenerate. Deviant. Right? So the deviant community got very upset. So they can't win at this point. But. Yeah, they
1: can. I- <laughs> I'm sorry. Target. Target makes almost all of its money probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% of on, of, on white suburban yeah. women buying their stuff and not
0: I'm saying they can't win with the with the with the deviant community because at this point once you uh, capitulate anything to anybody else, the other side then you're enemy then you're the enemy
1: right but so what they um, what they're finding out and they sort of I mean people know this stuff but they just They get by on, and it's not just conservative people who are boycotting Target. It's moderate liberals who are saying, hey, this is a bridge too far. Same kind of people are showing up at um, uh, school board meetings saying uh, the stuff that's available in the libraries is pornography.
0: There's plenty of gays even, the gays against grooming. I've seen video after video of of gay people saying enough of this, especially the pride stuff. They're like, I will not, I I don't accept pride as me, as the gay community, as, as I'm not part of this, mm-hmm. you know, and cause it's degeneracy. They even say it. it's degeneracy at this point. And it is targeting kids and they're doing sexual deviant acts in front of children. And they're inviting them, uh, these drag queen strip show, or strip shows is what they are. Drag queen story, hours or drag screen, uh, drag queen events where they go, they're family friendly. And then in the print, it says, make sure you bring your tip money children yeah. bring your tip money
1: but then they lap dance on these kids they pole dance they do all sorts of stuff
0: and they'll have uh phallic you know toys they'll have all kinds of you know degenerate shit and uh, the last pride thing that I probably everybody's seen this where it was a truck with a with they call them leather daddy or whatever i hate knowing these terms too by the way but some guy spread eagle on a truck uh ass sticking out uh, another guy behind him choking him out with something with a strap and then whipping him um in front of children mm-hmm. and you can't tell me they know they're there. That's, that's kind of the point. It, it is grooming, but it is grooming. It's are you're, you're trying to desensitize children to sexual behavior and acts so that you can diddle them and get away with it. Yeah, that's all. I mean, there can't be any other reason for it. No other reason for that.
1: Well, to play devil's advocate, as you know, I love to do. The only thing I would say that's different is I remember having um, a conversation with someone who now I think is a former friend of ours,
0: uh, <laughs> probably,
1: uh, shut us both off on Facebook for making a comment about, he posted something that said, Hey, you know, my, uh, I wish this country loved guns as much as it loved its right. or its children, as much as it loves guns. And I said, for someone who doesn't have either one of them, it's kind of a straw man argument. And I think you chimed in on it too. And, uh, the next day, he blocked us both. Yeah. So I think we're
0: perso- persona non, persona non gratis? Well,
1: that's just a, there's just one. So I was <laughs> oh, trying personas? to think. I was trying to think of what the plural was, but my persona
0: not non there. gratis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or non grabass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I remember talking to him years ago about the whole gay marriage thing, and I said, "Look, it." His argument was, "What if somebody told you you and your wife weren't married?" I said, "It doesn't matter." I said, it doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, we just, we still would have the same relationship. Um, I said, and he goes, well, what if they said, you know, I'm still my, my kid's parent. So the point I was making with this friend who I think is probably a former friend of ours now, years ago was the point of the gay marriage thing. I believed, from the gay community's point of view was to try and make it legally required for people who wouldn't acknowledge they were in a relationship to have to acknowledge it and i said the truth is they're never going to acknowledge it anyway even if you say nope it's the law gay people can get married blah 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 those people just say it's not right i don't think it's legit you know so and he said no no no, it's about wills and visiting hours and i'm like no nope, because none of that stuff i mean even they you can have a legal contract before gay marriage they they had the um the case that went to the Supreme Court about that was about um, was about you know can you will the money to this person you are related and the court said the, the court's got no opinion here just kick it back to the previous one they said it's fine mm-hmm. we, there's no standing yeah so they had no appetite for doing it. and that was a conservative court too so it was just uh, it was just you know the point that I was trying to make to him was this about forcing using government to force someone else to comply. And I think, getting back to my devil's advocate point, that's what this is. I don't think there's necessarily people out there who are trying to groom. I certainly, well, no, I think there are some. I don't think that's the point of the whole thing. I think the point is to say, hey, we can just live our lives out there now, and there's nothing you can do about it. So if I want to whip my leather daddy buddy, um, I can, and you can't stop me. And I don't necessarily think those people are thinking, hey, let's do it in front of the kids so we can screw the kids later you know, I do. Well, and maybe it is, I'm just saying the other yeah. side of it.
0: So, another, well, getting back to target too. another problem with the target issue was that the designer they hired to promote a lot of the, uh, the pride shit was an avowed Satanist. That was, uh, I mean, yeah. if you look at his previous posts and social media, it's, it's a legit Satanism. And, uh, you know, uh, can you imagine if you just put, um, a, a uh, a designer in the children's section that said, uh, you know, Jesus is Lord on a t shirt, what would happen?
1: Oh, they'd lose their shit.
0: Yeah. And you've got avowed a Satanist with actual one of the shirts actually had like a demonic visage on it and it said, uh, uh Satan respects your pronouns. Yeah. I, and that you, was a the shirt they were selling. What are you doing? At Target. What are you doing? So
1: I just I don't understand and there's nothing requiring corporations to take these political stands, but they do it because somebody in the company and Budweiser and Bush through the it was a 29 year old or 31 year old female marketing executive who said, yeah, well, we got to get past this frat boy image. No, that's your, that's your jam, Bud Light. Yeah. That's who you're going for. Yeah. You're going for college kids and adults who like cheap beer. Cause it's not good beer. No, oh, it's just it'll do the trick. It's great beer in the summer when you're going out on a boat with some friends, and you know, or you need a cheap keg for a party for some kids' graduation party or something like that. That's that's what Bud Light is.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I know I I can drink the uh, American Pilsner beers, and uh, but Bud Light was one of them I couldn't drink. Like it just had a weird taste to me. I mean, ever since I was in my teens, when you have your choice of beers. I, it wouldn't. Bud Light would be the bottom of the list. I mean, the only I think the only thing that was worse was Special Export, <laughs> the Green Death they called it. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty bad. Or like a Skunky Corona was pretty bad. Yeah. But the the Bud Light ha, I think it's because they make they make it out of rice, I believe. Oh really? Yeah, I think Bud Light is rice. Is is it's not wheat or whatever. Um, whatever grains that they make other beers out of it's made out of rice
1: well they all kind of taste the same to me
0: yeah it has it has a little bit different flavor to me i mean it's it's they're all weak flavored but the it has just an odd aftertaste to me so
1: but now they've made it so that it it, having a bud light in your hand is a political statement yeah you know just like wearing a mask is a political statement
0: well and even Anheuser bush has been Buying back unsold cases of, of beer from well, uh, distributors,
1: and let's talk about who this really hurts. Anheuser Busch is going to be fine. I mean, they're they'll take a hit. They'll lose twenty six billion dollars in sales, and you know, five years from now, no one will care. And when we get, I I want to discuss that in the context of Target too. But the people who get killed in this are these distributors because to distribute Anheuser Busch products, you aren't allowed to distribute the other stuff so if you go to a bar and say hey i'm your i'm your anheuser-busch guy and they go i can't buy any of your stuff my patrons get pissed they don't want it blah blah blah.
0: that distributor
1: can't and i mean these guys might make you know high five figures low six figure kind of numbers not insignificant amounts of money and it's drying up and going away on them and so budweiser at first was like no you'll be okay and now they're like, wow, well, geez, we better start paying these guys because even if it all bounces back, now we're not going to have distributors anymore. It was just a stupid decision. So even the people higher up in Budweiser are going, well, Anheuser-Busch are saying, yeah, we, we didn't really approve this whole thing. She just kind of did it on her own. And she and some other VP are on temporary leave. And it's like, you you got to have a culture where you're saying we're not going to do this stuff. And we're getting back to target. And this is, I'm not a financial advisor, but, uh, you know, right now target stocks, about 130 bucks used to be like 160. Um, that company is going to, I think they're going to crater to about 115 and if it's a good stock. You want to buy it? You'll get your money back.
0: <laughs> Eventually. Yeah.
1: But, uh, what I do love about this, and Tim Poole talked about it, this is sort of, you know, in the past, the, the Twitterati would always bitch about something and then everyone would apologize and say, sorry, we shouldn't have. Bud Light is sort of the event, and now Target, too, where more conservative people are saying, hey, if we really make a big deal about something, it really moves the needle. And so now, instead of just saying, I'm just going to go about my life and my business, they're saying, you know what? When I really don't like something, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And did you see what happened with Major League Baseball? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So Major League Baseball for Pride Month.
0: There's only one team, by the way, that does not celebrate Pride Month.
1: The Texas Texas, Rangers. Yep.
0: Texas Rangers.
1: So, well, they had, well, going back a little ways, the NHL, National Hockey League had Pride Night. And this is why I think the whole all of these woke movements are really insidious. So they had a thing where, uh, each hockey teams, uh, celebrated a pride night where they had basically a pride themed logo for their team for those uniforms. And there was one Philadelphia Flyers player who came out and said, Hey, no offense, the gay community. I don't have any problem with them. I personally am not going to wear the Jersey. I'm just not going to, um, He said, and I don't have to explain myself any more than that, so that's what I'm going to do. He got all sorts of shit and everything. The Flyers relented. He didn't have to wear the jersey. And guess what happened to his jersey in the NHL store? Sold out. Just completely. Um, The NHL gets money from that. He gets money from that. Um, So now the MLB came out for Pride Month and had – their, if you're not familiar with the MLB logo, it's the silhouette of a batter hitting from the waist up. And they changed it to pride theme. And the next day they dropped it because apparently the players union said, we got too many players and don't like that. So there's this guy, I don't know if you, you've probably seen him on YouTube, decoy voice. Yeah. Yep. He goes, he says, you know, your constituents when you're the MLB are the players. They're not the fans. You know, you're trying to keep your players happy. If your player's happy. Your fans will show up. He says, these are people who a lot of them are Hispanic, very religious, have crosses around their necks, point to the sky when they hit a home run, thank God and their mothers when they win world championships. He goes, and you're going to push pride in them. And he said, the problem with the whole pride movement is you don't get to just say, Hey, I'm cool with it. They, they require you to actively participate. To celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another word. In other words, it's put the armband on.
0: Yeah. If you don't put the armband
1: on, you're a problem.
0: Well, wasn't there a, a pitcher that came out and they and he was he just put in kind of an innocuous uh, tweet in response to another person about how hey you know just don't target the children. That's what he said, and then he came out and had to apologize and then got canned.
1: Uh no, you're conflating a bunch of different ones. So there was a pitcher who came out and said. Uh, He said, I can't remember which team he was with. He came out and said, uh, hey, as a Christian, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, all homosexuals are sinners and blah, blah, blah. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Well, I'll I'll get to the other ones. But he's, it was pretty, he was pretty much like, I'm not for the gays kind of thing. That's, and then uh, he did the, not only the apology, but the terrible apology where he says, uh, well, I didn't know it would offend anybody. So I'm, you know, I'm sorry I did that. But then there was another guy who was a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, um, who came out and had a, you know, I, as a religious person, I don't believe that that's right. Blah blah blah. Well, then Anthony
0: Bass, Bass. Yeah. yeah. So he
1: got booed, um, in his next outing. Well, he came out and he says, "Well, I apologize to all my fans and blah 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 and all that stuff." Well, in the meantime, the Los Angeles Dodgers had this, um, and. Anthony Bass and this other pitcher for, I think it was Cincinnati. I don't know. Um, it, not names you really know of unless you're really into baseball. Um, the Dodgers had this pride night where they invited and then disinvited and then invited again this group of, well, I'm using drag Queens. quotes. So yeah, but nuns, and they basically mock the Catholic Church.
0: Yeah. It's sisters of perpetual indulgence, yeah, something
1: like that. And actually, the Sam guy who was stealing the isn't it Sam, the guy on um, Biden's chemical uh, nuclear waste committee or whatever? The cross-dresser, yeah, was stealing, stealing luggage. The luggage. He was one of them at one point.
0: Really? Yeah. Of course. Of course yeah, he was.
1: Of course he was. So anyway, they they will put up a um, a crucifix and pole dance on it. I mean, they do all this stuff. It's very anti-Catholic stuff. Yeah. And so Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, who is about as high profile as the pitchers get, just went, hey, this ain't cool. He's like, you couldn't do this with another religion. You couldn't do this with gay people. He goes, so, yeah, that's not cool. So um, the players' union basically has, for the most part, bit back and said, yeah, we're not doing this stuff. And – Again, it just shows that if people resist these things, there's not enough fight in the other side to push it over on you, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's going to take a lot of pushback still other than boycotting because they did show, the left did show that the government is on their side and that if you go out and you rally or protest and you're on the wrong political side, you're going to be targeted and you're going to get jail time if things go sideways. And they aren't. And now it's starting to change a little bit. Like there's there's getting to be some jail time for the leftist for antifa types and all that. But not it's 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 slow. So you're still in if you go out and you get involved in some sort of altercation, you're not intending to, but you're like, I'm not gonna be intimidated, I'm gonna go rallies for Trump, let's say, and these leftist LGB types and the and the um, antifa types show up and you're like, I'm not having it, I'm not running away and you get into it with them, you're there's you're still more more than likely gonna get the book thrown at you from the, you know, from the authorities as opposed to the other side.
1: Yeah. But now a lot of those people are getting tossed out of office. Some of these um, uh, Soros funded prosecutors are the one in uh, St. Louis who went after the the couple with oh, yeah. the guns. She's out. She got removed. Good. So, I mean, they found she wasn't doing her job. She was only pro- prosecuting 3% of crimes brought to her. I mean, she just wasn't doing the job. Um, This Alvin Bragg in uh, New York, I think he's going to get canned. Now, unfortunately, I think what he started against Trump is going to stick. And uh, I I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but we should talk about these uh, charges against Trump. I'm not familiar with all of them. And a lot of these 37 indictments that got opened up against him, I think, are... Fluff to just make it sound yeah, worse. If it's than more of the
0: same shit about his uh, storage of classified materials. It's all bullshit, and I yeah. don't care what they come out with. I'm not going to believe it.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I don't. I'm not sure I believe any news anymore.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what can you do at this point?
1: But it does look like there's some evidence that uh, um, he was doing some things with that stuff he shouldn't have done. No, and so, so was Biden. Right. So was Hillary. So the thing about the law is the the law doesn't say. Well, you didn't prosecute that person, so you can't prosecute well, I know. this person.
0: But when it comes to political prosecution, right. that's a whole different ball So wax.
1: Andrew McCarthy, who's a—I don't know if he's a conservative, but he's always on the conservative. He's an attorney. He's on the conservative channels responding to this stuff. He says, I'm not sure Trump's going to get jail time. He does have to worry about the obstruction charges, he goes, because courts generally don't like you obstructing the process. Um,
0: well, they loved it when Hillary did it.
1: Yeah. Um, but the, once you're in the court. That's true. Court generally. Yeah, court, he
0: never even got to the court with her. So
1: he says he's got to worry about that stuff. He said, but you can't throw the guy in jail. He goes, if you throw the him in jail, the country's going to explode.
0: Remember those photos of uh, Biden's garage next to his car? I the,
1: never saw those. Yeah.
0: No. The classified documents, supposedly. I don't know. The boxes and people. And now, maybe it wasn't classified documents, but they almost really admitted it, I think. But yeah, everybody does this.
1: Well that's what they're saying the difference is with him and with Pence. I, I wish Pence understood he is just their little pawn in this entire thing. Yeah. You know? And first of all, Mike Pence, shut up and go away. No yeah. one's gonna vote for you. Nope. No one. You may be the most principled guy in the world, but you're boring, you're dull, no one is interested in listening to and did you hear his his um uh, announcement speech that he was running
0: when he was promoting he his book would
1: start raising his voice and he and he was obviously coached but he doesn't that have, he has to
0: have more energy and charisma yeah, he which just, he doesn't have he
1: doesn't have it in him
0: he, yeah, he's not a charismatic he guy. was
1: doing that sort of i'm gonna crescendo with my speech above the crowd that's starting to cheer and there's no cheering crowd yep. and it just sounded pathetic so mike pence you're pathetic uh maybe very principled yeah but as far and, as a political leader. And speaking
0: of not knowing what to believe anymore with the deepfake stuff, it, it really is going to be a fucking huge problem. Um, even the DeSantis campaign came out with some images of Trump kissing Fauci. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Like hugging and kissing Fauci, deepfakes. I heard about it. And DeSantis's campaign, I don't know if it was on his go-ahead or whatever, but his campaign put these out. And it's like, I mean, what do you fuck? How do you... It's In five years, you're not going to know what's real. I i think it's in five months five months you're not gonna know what's yeah, real. five years is too long you're right five months yeah so yeah it's like it's it sucks but the then now we've got here's the funny thing you've got by the fbi talking about they've got the whistleblower and they're afraid that he's gonna get targeted for attack because he's a you know he's got he's a legitimate whistleblower that is I, I guess above reproach and uh and he's out they're out with um i got it written down here real quick uh to so bribery.
1: This, is, this is the one who basically says that there are there are documents from known sources. And this guy is a legitimate. Yeah, he's not a source. He's a he's a whistleblower saying there's documents from a known source from the FBI yeah. saying that they paid Biden for. influence.
0: Last month, a whistleblower told Congress that the FBI and DOJ were in possession of an FD 1023 form which describes a criminal scheme where then VP Biden was paid by foreign nationals, 5 million in exchange for favorable policy decisions. Uh, That's a big deal.
1: Well, so the left is trying to say, well, first of all, show us the, show us the policy that he changed. Well, yeah, that's down the road for the investigation. If you refuse to even have the investigation, you know, it'd be like, you know, hey, I heard this guy killed somebody. And somebody goes, well, if we don't have a body, you know, we're not even going to pay attention. Like, well, no, let's open an investigation and see. Yeah. You know? So, look, again, just do the math on – you can do it with the Bidens. You can do it with any politicians. How is it that Joe Biden, a guy who never got paid more than, what, $125,000 is what senators are paid? Something like 150000 I think, is – it's in that neighborhood. He's never made more than that in his entire life. How is his net worth well into the multiple millions? Right. How? Yep. Where well, Where are his investments? Where's his book deal? Where is any of this stuff?
0: There's you know, a, I'm oh, sorry.
1: I, I could say like Newt Gingrich, you could go, well, all he was was a college professor and a, and a, you know, congressman. How the hell did he make all that money? Newt Gingrich has published several books on history, you know, so I don't, I don't know, but I'm also suspect of someone like Newt Gingrich going, why are these people in Washington? They come in with low net worth and they leave with such high net worth. Yeah. So I think, I think there's plenty of money in politics and it's not just one side, but the idea that we wouldn't investigate when there
0: appears to be a legitimate reason to do it. Yeah. There's the oversight chairman, James Comer Comer. And he said, uh, he told the press this, he goes, um, the documents suggest a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through a shell account to multiple banks. There's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And he uh, he also laid out some other stuff. He goes, FBI officials confirm that the documents do exist. The After do- denying they existed. Yep, the documents are currently being used in an open investigation. A confidential human source who provided information in the document is highly credible informant who's been used by the FBI for over 10 years. And... Um, now they're everybody's trying to focus on trump and the and the uh, obstruction with the with the private documents that didn't do anything. There's no bribery involved. there's no collusion involved. there's no Russian entanglement involved with any of that shit both Biden there's all kinds of shit with his son with Burisma, with the Ukraine with China and it's it's big shit that affects us directly, yeah, whereas none of this Trump stuff does, yeah. It's like Trump wanted to keep a a, a note a note from King Jong Un because it was funny. Yeah. He wanted to show it off. Well, Who's he also, that going to fucking affect?
1: Everybody was like what did he want these documents for? Well, he wrote a book that basically was like letters to Trump. Yeah. So, he wanted to keep these letters from foreign cor- from
0: this foreign correspondence to show I mean to show that hey, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Why not and, and but how's that a security risk? I mean, maybe, but not to the degree of what we see here. This this obviously this um you know, this money launderer, this bribery scheme and and not to mention his son. You know?
1: Well, I look at it this way. So my kid works a job and now he makes about fifteen bucks an hour. If all of a sudden he went out and bought a five thousand dollar guitar, I would be like, Where'd you get that money? You know? I'd say he'd go, Well I'm working. I'd be like, um I know how much money you make. I know how mo- often you work. I know you can't pay for half of that thing. Where'd you get the money? You know, mm-hmm. cause I'm opening a dad investigation. <laughs> and it, he, what I'm saying is with the Biden family, there's way more money and way less income. The discrepancy between the two is huge. And everyone on the left is saying, no, don't. This is just a, it's a wild goose chase. It's a snipe hunt.
0: But that's why you can't take any of the Trump shit seriously. I mean, unless you unless there's something going on with Hillary or the Clintons in general or with uh, Biden, um, you can't if they're not going to do anything with them. It's it's all political. It's it's banana republic bullshit.
1: Well, let me uh, transition to another topic and using this as a segue. Do you think you can take Trump seriously at this point?
0: Yeah, I, I still he still I still can. I mean, there's obviously things that make me cringe. They always, there always has been things that go ugh, and I cringe with Trump. But overall, yeah, and I'm still I'm still behind him. And the more DeSantis says the DeSantis, the more exposure he gets, the more things that make me go, Oof. OK, so you're going to get that with anybody.
1: Yeah, I think the difference with DeSantis for me was everybody was hyping him up to be the next great white hope sort of thing. And I'm like, nobody's going to live up to that. Nope. You know, um, and he's when it comes to, you know, PR and charisma, he's not as savvy as Trump is. But I just I got to be honest. I it, And I'll say this. If Trump gets the nomination, I'll vote for him. But I'll vote for him like I voted for uh, Romney and McCain, I'll just be like, really, we couldn't get somebody better.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm pretty much gung ho for him. I, I'm still at this stage where I think he's still like, I think he's still with it. I think he's still at at the top of his game, but like, there's a point where you get to be too old and you you get past that. And that's what scares me. I 100% agree with you. That's the part. That's the only thing I, that's, that's, I'm worried about because he's going to kind of lose a little bit of his step, lose a bit, a little bit of his faculty or lose a little bit of his, um, restraint. I mean, he does have restraint. Not does as, he? Yeah. But if you get to that point where you lose more of it and then it starts getting a little bit more outrageous, what happens, then I'm going to be like, oh, shit.
1: I think this is going to be um, this isn't going to be the second Trump presidency. If he gets in, it will be the uh, uh, Trump vengeance tour. And he's just going to go around burning stuff
0: down. Oh, I, I don't. I, I hope I, I do, would. Hope not. I think
1: he's just going to his ego is he can't just let stuff go. And I think he's just going to try and root out every son of a bitch he can. I've seen
0: a little self-deprecating stuff always, from him. He's always been self-deprecating. Where, where you kind of go? Okay, he he's not going to completely go unhinged. Well,
1: you know, like, I show
0: some self-awareness
1: when he was talking to Kim Jong Un, and they were standing there, and everybody's lined up for dinner. And he goes, uh, he goes, it looks like good salads. He goes, let's face it, look at the two of us, we could mix in some yeah. salads.
0: Well, yeah, and he talked about uh, Biden when he took his last fall when he was doing that commencement speech at the Air Force Academy. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah, that's uh, a, that, I hope he's okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, You know, you got to be real careful, especially at age you got to be careful, and like walking down ramps, because he was talking about himself when mm-hmm. he tiptoed down that wet ramp and he like made fun of himself there. It's like, okay, if you can still do that, I, I, I don't think he's going to become this nut job when he, when he, no, when
1: he wins I just, again. I just think he's going to go, All right, I'm going to find every son of a bitch I can.
0: I mean, I wouldn't mind that either.
1: Well, I mean, Look, there's uh, you have to understand, I think that there are certain parts of government that are run by shitty people because those are the people who want those jobs, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like, it, it's like saying, you know, if you own a car repossession company and you're like, man, every one of my employees is sort of a piece of shit. Like, yeah, that's the people who take that job, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I think there are plenty of people in government who are just not good people. And you wouldn't mind seeing him go, but there's nobody else who wants that job. So I I just worry that he's going to go after a bunch of people that for no other reason than, hey, that guy didn't like me, and now I'm back and I can't. I bought the company, and now I'm going to fire him kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Well, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Elon Musk?
1: I always want to talk about Elon Musk.
0: Um, I'm still
1: fanboying for him, even when I'm not.
0: Yeah, the the latest... um, twitter debacle when when he uh was gonna have the daily wire stream there matt walsh's documentary what is a woman and i guess they didn't deal directly with elon they dealt with right underlings, the and, trust
1: and safety department. Yeah,
0: But they were initially supposedly all gung ho and on board and saying, Hey, we can even have you a dedicated space and it's going to be amazing. You know, just let us screen it real quick. And we'll, you know, so we can get ahead of any concerns or whatever, which was a warning sign right there. And then they came back and said, Oh no, you just got to cut out a couple things because it's uh because you, you, you misgender someone, even though he, Matt Walsh didn't do it in the video. It was somebody he was talking to that did it and they go and they go, the Matt Walsh and Jeremy Boring who runs Daily Wire along with Ben Shapiro, they're like, well, didn't you guys, didn't Twitter stop saying that it's against the rules to misgender? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, no, we're just going to, you can still put the video forward, but it's just not going to be tweetable. It's not going to be shareable. It's not going <laughs> to be promoted. They're like, no, F you. And uh, they're like, where did, where did this all of a sudden come from? They go, well, Elon was in the room when we made this decision. And then Elon, I think he was in China at the time or something, came back and goes, the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Pretty well, much.
1: And that's that's one thing I think people who don't, who've never run a company before, which is almost everybody, don't understand the amount of stuff that has to be delegated to other people. Yeah. So when you're the president of the country or you're the guy running Twitter and you're the richest man in the world or whatever... It's not like you're sitting there every day going, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about making some decisions,
0: running a bunch of other things. You
1: put people in charge of stuff based on how you feel their decisions are going. It's no different than representative government. You vote for somebody going, Hey, go to Washington, do all that shit that I don't want to do. And based on how I feel about you, I'm going to, and sometimes those people go there and do shit you don't want done. Um, and so I did hear the woman who was the head of the department of trust and safety or whatever is out and I didn't hear that she was out the next day. I didn't hear if it was if it was a I can't work with the new CEO, not Elon, the other woman he put in charge, or if they just went, well, that's what I thought. And Elon said, no, get the fuck out. I, I never heard the resolution of that.
0: There was uh, and it's been a while since I saw the story, but there was a confirmation from Elon Musk when someone tweeted, hey, you know, did you fire this person? And he pretty much said, yeah. It's because of this that that person got fired. One of them, not not her, I don't think, but there was like a there was a couple of people that were that lost their job. One that well, that quit, but everybody knew they were fired basically.
1: Well, when you get to be high level and stuff like that, generally you resign.
0: Yeah, you get the opportunity to resign. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but there was a, which is a story that's easy to believe. Until I was listening to a, a Tim Pool podcast, and he had some woman on there who I didn't recognize who said that her Twitter got taken down for like almost two years. And the person who, like, personally saw it getting put back up was this woman who quit. And she goes, so if it was her who stopped the What is a Woman movie, she goes, Uh, I'd be surprised. But you never know. But
0: in the meantime, what happened, uh, Elon came in, heads rolled. He personally tweeted the, the documentary out, and it got...
1: Like way more views amount, than it ever yeah, would have crazy
0: yeah. amount, and uh, got way more exposure from the whole ordeal. So they're they're all happy about it over there. to Daily Wire, Matt Walsh, you know, especially I bet.
1: And now the left is saying they colluded together to make that happen. Sure.
0: Sure okay,
1: you know what? So what? So what? Yeah. What if they did? Yeah. What if this whole thing is a publicity stunt to get Matt Walsh's movie out there more?
0: So what? Yeah, and I guess. uh Elon is kind of gung ho over all this stuff because he has a, a decent amount of kids, like seven kids or something. I can't remember how many. Seventy four. I them, think one of them is estranged, and they're they trans themselves and they mm-hmm. won't talk to him. So yeah. he's got a, he's got a stake in this. You know, he's he's got personal experience with all this.
1: Yeah, I just you know I think part of the problem that both the right and the left have with Elon Musk is everybody wants somebody in a jersey color. You know, you're the home team or the away team, and it's hard for people to understand that people they like and agree with on 80% of stuff could say, um, yeah, I don't agree with you on this. You know, everybody thinks everybody's got to be 100% in agreement on everything. Yeah. And if you're outside of that, it just people don't, don't view it like uh, they don't they don't view it like it's acceptable now.
0: Where were we? Oh, Elon. Yeah. So I'm I'm holding my attack dog right now. <laughs> I'm my trying ta- not to be intimidated. Ta- yeah, my attack dog is uh is just uh m- mean mugging rooster over there.
1: Yeah, real mean mugging. <laughs> Your attack dog thinks I'm awesome. So um, yeah, so you know there will be people on the right who are all excited that Elon bought Twitter. And that he's quote unquote fixing it, but when he says, "I don't know if I'm a conservative," then they're like, "Oh, this guy's you know he's a, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing." Like you have to take people on the whole of what they do, and there's plenty of people I agree with on most things. Well, I would say everybody I know I agree with. I, there's no one I'm in lockstep with on everything,
0: you know. Yeah, that's a good way to put a good way to deal with things, and uh, even with Elon, you know, I. I see him speak and I, and I like a lot of what he says and he, you know, um, seems to say the right things at the right times, but I'm getting fed from my, whatever channels I'm watching, the algorithm, the stuff that I want to see. And so there are probably a lot of things that he says that I would disagree with that I'm not even seeing, you know, because that's not what I'm being fed. Um, so if I, if I saw something from Elon that was totally 180 degrees different from what I thought he was saying, um, I wouldn't go no fucking way. That's not true. I'd be like, Okay, where did this come from? Let me get the source of this because I need to I need to be, be sure before I go, oh no, that's that's bullshit. So
1: yeah, too many people make excuses for that stuff before they're like, oh no, that's fake. That's fake.
0: Well, one of the things he does, he's talking about is he's like saying, Hey, AI is gonna be dangerous. We gotta be careful about this AI stuff. In the meantime, he's And then doing, he says, I'm sorry I was a part of making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also doing the the brain link stuff. What's it called? The Neuralink. neural link stuff and you know half the people i I hear or talk to about it are freaked out about it they're saying you know this is a this is post-humanity stuff this is this is not good you know um, sharing your mind with computers and it's going to be you're going to have the the elites with the uh, computer half computer brains that just lord it over all of us and then when when they finally give us the opportunity to have what they have they're going to infect it with uh you know whatever to make us slaves and all that there's i there's that contingent of people and then there's other contingents that go, no, it's all good. And that's, it's not, but also there is a, a part of that. That's good for people with disabilities, with cognitive problems or with diseases that fuck with, you know, make your memory. It's, it's a good, there's going to be a good aspect to it, but there's going to be some, some bad stuff that, uh, that comes from it for sure. And a lot of the stuff that's supposed to help disabled people like that was the, uh, the intent, all the technology, it ends up being used for pretty shitty stuff.
1: Well, did you see the, um, the paralyzed guy that got to walk again
0: just recently? Yeah. No,
1: it's just like last week.
0: No, I didn't see that.
1: And it's not, it, that's amazing. Yeah. So instead of, and the way they explained it was like the, the, and I'm probably going to totally butcher this, but the way that you, um, walking is not a higher brain function. It's not like, so
0: it's like breathing. You, know, you can um, do it without thinking too much about it. Yeah, it's basically like the just, balance. It's
1: routed through like your spinal column instead of through your brain to your nerves and all that. And so it's just something. It's a it's a physical exercise. You train your body to do, and then you kind of forget about. It doesn't require you to think. So there's not that... Dil- it's like reaction time. It doesn't go through your brain yeah. necessarily. Uh, and so I'm I'm totally dumbing this down. But so what they did was they put all these like neural transmitters along their spine so basically it's teaching those muscles to refire wow so they basically just rewired it so this guy can stand up oh i'd love to see that and he can walk with a walker and i'm not talking like you know sort of slumped over a kind of drag his feet he's walking wow it's awkward and it's slow and i think a lot of that has to do with the f- fact that he's had so much muscle atrophy but it's not in one of those like um body frames that yeah, you yeah. see the people exoskeleton like, kind of yeah thing. that's the word
0: well but the, but the thing about that is yeah that's great for him but the extrapolating that out that's going to create you know you're going to have your um military application for that for for super soldiers or whatever that kind of thing like, like they're always going to be something that it can be used for that's going to be not necessarily good yeah so but it just depends on what the what the percentage is did you ever see that movie upgrade no, uh, it was a low budget sci-fi thing came out a couple of years ago. It's, oh,
1: was that, I think I saw a scene from that. Was that where the guy's brain was talking to him
0: or whatever? Yeah, Paralyzed guy paralyzed from the neck down. Um, they, he gets a chip that basically takes over his functioning and allows him to function. But it's sentient. It's I mean, it's like an AI.
1: Didn't he get jumped by a burglar in his house?
0: And he was getting beat up and it goes, would you like me to take over? Cause he didn't. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I, I don't know how to fight this guy. And he's like, would you like, just let me take control. And he's like, sure. And it, <laughs> just it was, it was a good scene because it was like so efficient. Yeah. how he did it. And the guy, the whole time, his body is like fucking this dude up, like doing some serious damage. And. The meantime, the guy that has a chip that's doing the damage just got this freaked out look on yeah. his face. Oh my like, god! Holy shit! I'm sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> I did shit see That was pretty good. Yeah. But, um, but at, by the end of that, the AI—the whole point of this was that the AI—AI AI was going to take over. Fully take over. It wasn't just going to like ask for permission and stuff, and and do you know help him. It was basically be like, I'm subverting your cognitive ability. I'm taking over. Well, That's what it turned into.
1: I mean, they even joke about that in the the Spider-Man movie where um, he made Tony Stark makes the new new um, Spider-Man suit, and Peter Parker doesn't read up on it, so he doesn't know all the functionality. And he's turned stuff on. That's like, oh, the electrified webs, and he's like, oh, and then it goes uh, um, activating instant kill mode, and he's like, no, 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 shut that off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So i I do, I think all of these things. You know, there's always, no pun intended. There's some gray area here when it comes to when it comes to the good and the bad, I mean, there's, yes, you have to worry about what military functions get used for that stuff. At the same time, there are a lot of, uh, things that have come out of warfare that get used. Like the whole thing about, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, you know, a lot of times for people with traumatic brain injuries, they'll take part of their skull off and they'll like, sew it into their stomach while their brain swells.
0: So that it doesn't, uh, so it stays, um, it doesn't, atrophy or it doesn't doesn't degrade. it It doesn't degrade
1: no it doesn't crush itself no
0: the the, when they sew it into their side it's so that it doesn't you know it doesn't it stays uh viable so they can put it back on
1: and so the reason they did that was traumatic brain injuries in combat and they're just like you know what what the hell this this guy's a piece of meat he belongs to the army we're gonna try and save him just take part of his head off and it works yeah you know and so now that's how they treat a lot of these injuries and people who would have died live and so it's a double-edged sword you know yeah. and the technology is going to be the same way i mean people will say well what do we do if the robots take over well if the robots take over you're probably going to want an exoskeleton that connects to your brain
0: yeah <laughs> but i mean I, I am a little bit freaked out about the post-humanity kind of stuff where where you're merging your thought processes with computer power that that's a little freaky yeah and and it, and it could lead to like an elite class that have the computing power in their brains that are so far. Lead, they're like superhumans basically. It could
1: lead to the bork. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. So that that's freaky, but what are you gonna do? It's it's just it's you can't stop progress. Well, you can, I guess you could bomb it into the Stone Age and start over. Yeah, you know? but it's
1: like that um the Stephen King book, The Stand, when they say, Hey, you know, you wiped out all of humanity and now we're starting over, and they point out, No, you're not starting over. There's a bunch of this stuff just lying around, mm-hmm. just waiting for somebody to get a hold of it. Yeah. You know. So yep. anyway, well, we're coming up on time, I think. Yeah. getting so.
0: close on time. Um, a couple of little short stories here. Fire um, away. That Cessna plane that uh, crashed after mm-hmm. flying over Washington, D.C. Hear heard yeah. about that. I heard about that it. The, uh, it belonged to a Trump donor. His name's John Rumpel, and his entire family was on board. <laughs> he wasn't. His entire family was on board, but he's a big Trump donor so it's like conspiracy theory land you know that he got shot down the, i guess they the first time people heard sonic booms in a long time because they scrambled the jets to because yeah. it wasn't responding they're like what what is this plane doing and supposedly one of the fighters saw in the cockpit that the guy was slumped over but like what happened to the rest of the family in there i wonder
1: well um planes can depressurize
0: that must be yeah
1: so that happened to payne stewart Um, who was a golfer. He was, I think, um, it was one of the golf tournaments in Minnesota here 20 years ago. And when those planes depressurize, apparently there's a, there's a sort of mask or hood right behind the pilot's head because you only have seconds when that happens or you get knocked out. Yeah. And they think something happened. Now, in Payne Stewart's case, they figured it was a private jet. And I mean, it went all the way like, crashed in South Dakota or something like that, but they could see that, the so it was flying higher.
0: Yeah. Most of these jets, these private jets don't go yeah. that high.
1: So they were, it could still depressurize though. Okay. But so they were, um, they were saying that the windows were frosted over and part of that's cause it was flying higher. But yeah. so that it, it's explainable, I guess for me, the conspiracy theory link would be what would be the point of it? He was a Trump donor and his family died in a plane crash. Well, I, I need more than yeah. that
0: yeah it was interesting so how do you what do you feel how do you feel about robert kennedy jr as a candidate
1: i don't know he's a kennedy so i mean i think the kennedys right now would be considered a slightly right of center yeah yeah um but i think he's a serious problem for the left
0: i think so but they're they're going all out making him out to be a conspiracy theorist basically because he also said that he believes that cia killed his dad Well, it it might have probably, but they're like, he's a wackadoodle, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer that kind of stuff. Um, well,
1: and I think he's, he might be a legitimate anti-vaxxer. He might not be just the anti-COVID he might, but he also, he has, um, a condition. That's why his speech is so weird. But, um, there's some evidence to suggest it happened from a reaction from,
0: but I don't know if that's true or not. No, but it's okay to be a suspect of vaccines even before COVID. Because there Look, it's are it's okay to be a
1: skeptic about yeah, anything. It's, be,
0: it's because there are legitimate reactions to vaccines. There are people that have gotten debilitating effects from vaccines that happens and you yeah. can be, you can be leery of it. It's not, it's not wrong to be leery of it.
1: Have you, know? you seen this,
0: um, this spate of, uh,
1: ring doorbells and phone, um, interview or phone videos of people interacting with cops over whether it's the ATF over the FRT triggers, I've seen a couple of them. I don't... Um, But there's a lot of them. There was one, I think it happened in Golden Valley here, two female cops. It said Golden Valley, so I think it's Golden Valley, Minnesota. These two female cops come to a guy's door, and they say, um, yeah, can't you want to step outside? And he goes, no, I'm fine in here. Yes, I saw this one. yeah. Yeah, and they're like, why are you being so combative? He
0: goes, I'm not. I just they're like, well, we just want to talk to you. And he goes, you can talk to me right now. They finally kind of let it slip. We got a report that you brandished a weapon at somebody. Yeah. And and we just want you to come out and give your side. Yeah. And he goes, "Uh, well, they said, prove your innocence. (laughs) I don't
1: have to prove my innocence. (laughs) That's not how this works. And they said, he goes, who's the person? They're like, well, we can't tell you. He's like, no, I have a right to. And the lawyers who are doing this are like, no, just close the door. They're like, if they have a warrant. But so then, because his ring doorbell is recording in like 10-second spurts, one of them goes, he goes, I'm going to go get my phone. And while he steps away, one says, goes, we don't have anything to charge him with. And the other one goes, oh, I'm going to find something. Yeah, I'm like, really? So I tell people all the time, look, I have a lot of respect for cops. That's a tough job. But you have to understand when the cops are talking to you about something, they are not your friend. They're not there to help you unless you called them. And even when you call them, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because they are, they are a blunt instrument when it comes to that stuff. There's a certain reason you call the cops and to their credit, they show up to do a certain job. And, but it's that if you're a hammer, every problem is a nail. Yep. And uh, so you, you have to be leery of them. And so, it's generally best i've seen a few guys at dui stops there's one guy gets pulled over and he cracks his window about this far the cop goes can you roll down your window he goes i i prefer to leave it up he's like well we just want to see if people have been drinking tonight he goes have you had anything to drink he goes am i under arrest am i being detained and the cop was like hey i'm just asking a few questions he goes i am i being detained and so he says to his he says, uh, Hey, Sergeant, we got one of these sovereign citizens over here. And the guy doing the recording, it's like, oh, Sovereign citizen. He's like, No. He goes, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to incriminate myself. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, there's a video of the ATF showing up to the business owner that with the, um, I think it's the, the triggers. The yeah, FRTs. FRT triggers. And uh, it's just a trigger that makes it easier to fire fast. Um, Isn't it, doesn't it stand
1: for like fast response
0: trigger? Yeah, or it's like, like it like it like fires on the on the on the forward and the back stroke. So it's just a faster. It's just I don't know. I I have how no, would that be different than a reactive trigger? Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't. I don't have them. They seem like novelties to me. So yeah. I don't know. It's like the bump stocks. It's just a novelty. But uh, this ATF show up and it's a woman. Who's all nicey nicey
1: and attractive and
0: attractive, and then the guy in his in his uh, jeans and his sh- in his shirt, and he's all jacked, and he's got his vest on. He's just like, you know, he's like he's just in case things go sideways, he's the guy that's going to yeah. be like the uh, the uh, the authority. But this dude that handled him is like, hey, look, you know what? This is bullshit, and you know it. And he goes, uh, I'm not telling you I have it or I don't have it. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying you guys know what you're doing is wrong, right? He goes, there comes a time where you guys have to kind of decide. Yeah, he sort of read them and, the right act. And he didn't do it like he wasn't super belligerent about it. He wasn't swearing yeah, at him. And he's but just he like, was just like, a matter of fact. He's just like, I'm not answering
1: any questions yeah. today. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be turning anything over. Yeah. And the guy says... So are you, are you refusing? He goes, I'm not no, I'm refusing not anything. anything.
0: I'm not saying anything. And what's funny is that whole kind of the way they approached him was they had this whole honeypot situation mm-hmm. going on and they, it, he turned it around on them more. Like, like he was like doing the disarming kind of like friendly talk to them that she was supposed to do with him.
1: <laughs> he yeah. just turned it around. It was really good. Well, there's a, there's a show I keep meaning to watch. I don't know where it is, but I see clips of it on YouTube called Mr. Between. It's an it, yeah. Australian show where the guy is like, um. He's like a former mob enforcer or something like that, or he's a, or is a hitman or something, and now he just does sort of shady jobs for people, and it's not really like murdering people as much as, you know, like intimidation stuff. Or anything. But he's not an intimidating looking guy, and so he has in one of the scenes his daughter's being bullied, and he goes to the home of the parents and goes, "Hey, I want to talk to you about this," and they're like, "Oh, uh, well, we feel like you're trying to intimidate." He goes, "I just want to ask you about." You know, and they're like, well, you need to get off our property. And blah. so he just leaves and the cops show up at his place and they go, uh, are you so-and-so? And he just goes, I don't answer questions. And they go, but you're so-and-so. He goes, I don't answer questions. That's all he said the entire time. So it was just like when Marshawn Lynch was at the Super Bowl and they're like, hey, Marshawn. he's like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what he, that was his answer to every question.
0: And so this guy just kept saying, I don't answer questions. There's a scene from a uh, true detective. I can't remember what season it is, but. I think it might be the second season and i haven't i didn't watch true detective but i just saw clips of it i should watch it at least the first season i heard it was pretty good but uh where his son's getting bullied one of the cops and i think it who is it the colin farrell i believe yeah
1: i think it was colin farrell and matthew mcconaughey Yeah, i think
0: and i don't know which one it was but they show up at the uh the bully's parents house and he he just as soon as they're open he just beats the shit out of the dad and he goes and he does it from the son he goes this is because because of what you've been doing you know the (laughs) the dad you know it's like uh that that feels good like you see it, you're like yeah you'd like to do that but uh you're not gonna get away with that that's not how the world works no (laughs) so well we we definitely are up on time now so um if you want to get in contact with us facebook is the best place yeah bread and circus podcast you're interacting directly with me
1: not Crow because he's not allowed to be on the site. I'm, I'm
0: not allowed. Uh, yeah, I'd get a shutdown <laughs> immediately if I was, if <laughs> I was able to.
1: My I and the reason I can is password issues. But my uh, my wife just switched her phone over, and she goes, "Oh great, now I have to reinstall Facebook." And am like, "Am I gonna have the same problem you had?" I'm like, "Nope." And she goes, "But I had to do this," and I'm like, "She goes, I don't know my old password." And I said, yeah, you'll have to make a new one. And she goes, yeah, but you couldn't. I'm like, right. It'll just ask you to send it to your email. And she goes, well, why can't you do that? And I said, because the email I sent my Facebook page up doesn't with, exist. I don't have access to anymore. It doesn't exist. I can't contact the company that had it. And she's like, oh. So that's why I can only access Facebook on one device. And uh, I can't give permission to Crow. So it's me you're talking to. On that note... See you, bye.